الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافه ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters in islam the quran sharif allah taala commands us that ya ayyuhal ladina amanu dkhulu fi as-silm kaffa or you who believe the address is already to the believers it is not all and sundry that are being addressed there's a clear address to the believers those who have already brought iman in allah taala those who believe in the akhirat those who believe that they are going to be questioned on the day of qiyamah those who believe that there is jannat and jahannam also those who believe in all the things that allah taala has given us we believe in rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we believe in all the things that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has left for the ummah so we are talking and allah taala is addressing this group the group of believers not the group of disbelievers not people in general and therefore there is a very very affectionate address that allah taala uses ya ayyuhal ladina amanu o you who believe this actually in the arabic usage of the words this is a very affectionate address so allah taala is addressing the believers and he saying to them o you who believe udkhulu fi as-silm kaffa enter into islam fully now this is the very important thing to try and remember to consider to think of again as we said that the believers are being addressed and the believers are being told enter into islam fully now what does this mean one is iman which is in the heart the faith the belief of a person this is in his heart and this is between him and allah taala allah taala alone knows what is in a person's heart in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were their sincere believers the sahaba ikram they were siddiq akbar radhiyallahu an hazrat umar hazrat usman hazrat ali radhiyallahu ta'ala anhum and all the other great number of sahaba ikram who were sincere muslims but in madina munawwara there were also a group of people who looked like sincere muslims who conducted themselves in some things like sincere muslims but in reality in their heart there was no iman so outwardly they looked like muslims meaning they conducted themselves like muslims they came to the masjid also they did other things that muslims were doing but in their heart they had no iman 
And these were the munafiqeen, these were the hypocrites. In the heart was kufr, but they pretended to be Muslims. But now when a person doesn't have something in his heart, it's just a pretense, it's just something on the outside, it's just something for the moment, it's just something to give an impression to somebody. Then that doesn't last. And there are occasions when that gets exposed, that what is the reality. For example, in the time of Rasulullah the situation was such that it was in one hadith, Nabi Islam says that or the Sahaba explained actually that it was only an open munafiq that stayed away from Isha and Fajr with Jamaat. Now this is referring to the men that it is wajib for a man to perform salah with jama'ah in the masjid the masjid is close by, he must go to the masjid he is not very far away, he must go to the masjid the person who was to some extent already exposed <coughs> he would take a chance still in Isha and Fajr, why? because Isha and Fajr now it's dark in those days they didn't have the type of lighting that is present nowadays the person takes a chance that now I may not be noticed that I am missing my absence may not be noticed but now the nifaq got exposed here that this person is taking a chance in that zamana, in that time any sincere Muslim unless he was very ill there was genuinely a reason for him not to be able to make it it was not possible that he would neglect his salah with jama'ah he would be there but now despite there being no reason the person is neglecting his salah with jama'at this was a sign of nifaq in that time a sign of nifaq of the heart but the lesson that we get here is that because these people didn't have iman in their hearts they had nifaq then there were occasions where they couldn't stand up to the challenge that pretense all fell likewise at the time of jihad when there was a need now to go out and fight in the path of Allah Ta'ala because the kuffar were trying to annihilate Islam, annihilate the Muslims so if they didn't have any hope that we are going to go and get some spoils of war we'll also share in the booty it seemed like this is something beyond us and there's no hope of getting any spoils of war they would make excuses and duck and dive and do all kinds of things like it happened at the time of Tabuk there were three sincere Sahaba who did not manage to go. There were sincere Sahaba, they somehow just didn't make it. And it wasn't something for a very valid reason, it was a mistake. But they didn't make it. But what was the case? When they returned, when Nabi Islam returned after Tabuk, they came and explained clearly what the situation was. Hazrat Kaab bin Malik well-known Sahabi, he was one of those who somehow just didn't get to go despite not having a very genuine reason. He came to Rasulullah after Nabi Islam returned and he said to him that if I wanted I could have made up a story. I have been blessed with as we may call it the gift of the gab. I can make a story to get myself out. But if I tell you some other story Allah Ta'ala will reveal the reality to you and my story will get exposed. The truth is I had the means, there was no reason why I should not have come along, 
but I just got caught up in some things, so there is no valid excuse. Two other Sahaba, Hilal bin Umayyah and Murara bin Rabi, they came and also clearly explained the situation, and then they were put through some consequences for it. Very, very difficult situation came upon them. For 50 days in total, neither did Rasulullah speak to them and he forbade all the Sahaba from speaking to them. And this was a very difficult thing for them because they loved Nabi dearly. And Hazrat Kaab bin Malik says that I was really worried. What happens if in this time while this boycott is taking place and this boycott was that you had the ability to come, it was necessary for you to come and you still didn't come. So this is now the result of it. But they explained the situation clearly, openly. We had no excuse. He was very worried. What if Nabi Salaam passes away in this time? Nobody will ever speak to me and Nabi Salaam would have left the dunya in a state that he is displeased with me. How will I ever gain my forgiveness? And likewise, if I pass away in this time, it's possible nobody would perform my Salatul Janaza. What kind of situation it will be in? But eventually after 50 days, the toba was re- the, the acceptance of their toba was revealed in the Quran Sharif. وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا حَتَّى إِذَا ضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَرْضُ بِمَا رَحُبَتْ وَضَاقَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنفُسُهُمْ وَظَنُّوا أَلَّا مَلْجَأْ مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تَابَ عَلَيْهِمْ لِيَتُوبُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ In these ayat, Allah Ta'ala explains that what kind of situation overcame them when they were that Allah is displeased with them for having not gone Nabi Islam is displeased with them and the believers have been also told to boycott them like the very earth became very very narrowed upon them the whole earth despite its vastness it became very very narrowed upon them and their lives were like their hearts were in their mouths it was like they had no life left but then Allah Ta'ala accepted their toba, and Nabi Sallallahu gave them the glad tidings that their toba has been accepted but what brought them out of this situation? The truth but at the same time there were others they were the munafiqeen they said where are we going to go to Tabuk? it's such a hot time peak summer and it's a time now to attend to our orchards and this is such a long journey and a very difficult journey and we don't even think we're going to get anything there they didn't go. And when Nabi Islam returned, they came and made excuses. But now, the nifaq got exposed. But the Quran Sharif already told Nabi Islam that when you will return to Madinah Munawwara, they will come and make excuses. Accept the excuse. Just overlook it. But Allah Ta'ala knows what's in their hearts. But the lesson in this again, because the Iman wasn't in the heart, so as a result, they couldn't stand up to the challenge. Now they saw this is a very long, arduous journey, very difficult, and hey, where are we going to go now in the severe heat? They just fell aside. So if this Iman is not there at all, a person's situation will get, it will fall apart, must fall apart, because there is no Iman in the heart. That pretense can't last. While, alhamdulillah, we are all believers, we all have Iman in our heart. And Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this greatest wealth. Alhamdulillah, we are not munafiqeen. And together with this iman in our hearts, we also have an extent of Islam 
in our lives. Iman is deep down in the heart and Islam pertains to all the external, all the amal of Islam. All the actions. There are some actions that pertain to the external self, some actions even pertain to the internal self too. But this is apart from the aqaid, apart from the beliefs. These are amal. And generally this Islam now is visible. Iman is not visible. You can't see the Iman. But you can see the fruits of Iman. The Iman is like the seed that is hidden in the ground. You can't see the Iman. But the tree grows eventually. And the tree brings about its branches and flowers and leaves. And then it brings about its beautiful fruit. And then it gives it fragrance that from a far off distance you can sometimes smell that smell the fragrance of that fruit on the tree so the issue here is that Allah Ta'ala is addressing the believers those who already have the seed planted they already have this iman Ya amanu Allah Ta'ala is saying oh you who believe udkhulu fissilmi kafa that now you have this iman you come entirely into Islam completely into Islam Islam for all times Islam for all places and Islam in every aspect now what happens is unfortunately like the munafiqeen who had no iman they had no iman Allah's fazal alhamdulillah we have iman but because our iman is so weak it hasn't been strengthened it hasn't been developed because of the weakness of this iman like the munafiqeen had no iman they, wherever they could get a chance they totally dropped that pretense also Alhamdulillah we are not pretending when we perform our salah when we adopt Islamic garb we keep away from various sinful aspects sinful activities haram places it's not a pretense we generally do it mashallah but the weakness of Iman is such that sometimes when the situation just changes like for example right now we are in the madrasa we are in an environment of deen so we keep on our amal also we keep on salah we keep on the Islamic dressing we keep on haya we avoid various sins and wrongful things but when the environment suddenly changes the place changed the time changed now Iman is there in the heart if that Iman was strong enough then the external self won't change because of the change of place the change of time the change of environment it won't change the person will have istiqamat will be steadfast but when the Iman is weak now the time changed what time changed it's no more now the middle of the year or the any other month of the year it's now December it's January now it's December so December now is suddenly the month which where they call it they have the so called silly season so now it came into a time of the so called silly time the time Allah Ta'ala created time people making it silly time is the greatest asset that a person can have but meaning how people behave in this time so it's not time is silly it's the silly people that come out in this time 
and come out with all kinds of silly actions and silly is a very very mild word for it they start behaving like animals which the Quran Sharif also describes inhum illa kal an'am balhum adal that they are like animals rather worse and more astray than animals now this is unfortunately the case that starts happening all around now because of the weakness of our iman we get caught up in some of these things now it's December now the time has changed this is a time where everything must now it must be free for all and all for free so now our whole manner changes the dressing changes the consciousness of the amal change we are performing our salah regularly that is now something that is greatly neglected we were making our tilawat daily our tasbihat, istighfar, durud sharif etc now come this December time now it's holiday so now it's holiday, it's holiday from deen also so now the time changed this iman is not strong enough that despite the change of time the change of actions must not happen meaning from good it mustn't come to bad the good dressing mustn't change for bad dressing the good conduct mustn't change for bad conduct the refraining from sinful activities and actions mustn't change and take a person now into all haram things but this will happen when Allah Ta'ala is saying Ya ladina amanu O you who believe meaning those who have genuine iman firm iman then they will do this they will enter into Islam fully and otherwise then half kind of iman meaning weak iman then that is something that will not push a person into all the amal now something the person will do something forget about so this is the challenge of the time the challenge of the time Allah Ta'ala is saying fi enter into Islam fully Islam Salah is also part of Islam so that Salah must be there together with that the person's other faraiz of deen that is also part of Islam the person's dressing is also part of Islam it's not something that is optional there are various ahadis that pertain to the kind of dressing that is permissible and what kind of dressing is impermissible all this is deduced from the ahadis the clothing must be loose must not be tight fitting it must not be transparent it must not be so thin that it though it is not transparent but because of its thinness it's revealing the shape of the body now all this is shamelessness the it must be such that it's covering the body adequately so this is something that now is a requirement of deen Allah Ta'ala is saying oh you who believe enter into Islam fully adopt the correct dressing fully also then akhlaq is part of deen part of this Islam so the person is adopting the right akhlaq adopting the right muasharat and social life now all this is part of Islam Allah Ta'ala is commanding us enter into all these aspects of deen don't take some and leave some no, enter into everything 
And now in order to enter into everything what is going to be necessary, there is some mujahada necessary. Now a person wants that full Islam, he wants to be in complete Islam, but he's saying, I can't manage this, I can't manage that, I can't manage something else, so I'll leave all these things out. So what kind of Islam will he have? One person saw a tattoo on somebody's body, there's a tattoo of a lion. Now to put tattoos is not permissible. So in any case, this person saw this tattoo and because again, he had no iman maybe, so he decided he wanted this tattoo of this lion looking very very ferocious lion there so in any case he went to one tattooist what do you want to do? he says I want this lion tattooed on my back very good so obviously not very good, it's very bad but in any case he said ok let's go ahead so now this person started tattooing now in order to tattoo there is a needle that is used that needle has that whatever ink in it or something and as they poke and pierce into the body that ink is released and it goes into the skin and into the body itself and starts creating the tattoo so any case now that needle is sharp it has to pierce into the body so this person started the tattoo so as soon as he put the needle on him and he it pierced him he shouted in pain he said what are you up to so he says, well, I started off with the tail of the lion. So he's replying and saying that this lion is not going to have to be swishing flies in the jungle. This lion is on my back now, so it doesn't need the tail to be chasing flies. So leave the tail out. Okay, fine, left the tail out. Then again, he put the needle and he, as soon as he touched him and sort of shouted again in pain, what are you up to now? So he says, well, I started with the legs. This lion doesn't have to run around in the jungle. So if this lion doesn't have legs, it's not a problem. So leave the legs out. So now he left the legs out. Then he started again. So again he put that needle. This person shouted again in pain. What you up to now? So then I started with the head. So you see that this lion is not going to have to go and catch prey and so on. This lion is on my back. So leave the head out too. So this tattoo was threw that needle down on the floor. He's saying, I don't think Allah Ta'ala created such a lion. Lion doesn't have tail, okay, understood. Doesn't even have legs and doesn't even have a head. And you still want a lion. So now the next thing that he will now want to start drawing the body of the lion, he'll say, I'll leave the body out too. But he still wants a lion. So likewise, we still want Islam. We want full Islam. We want to call ourselves full Muslim. Complete Muslim. But we don't want so many things about Islam Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us the laws of parda and hijab and keeping away from the intermingling of with non-maharams etc now this doesn't apply to us now we can't manage this leave this out so this is out then dressing you know, we have to dress in all this fashion attire and this because now this is the modern time now we can't be dressing like our granny's elder sister uh, great granny's elder sister actually because nowadays unfortunately the grannies also are dressing in the fashion of the time so my great granny's elder sister I can't be dressing like her so leave that out also the haya dressing which Islam teaches that is now not, not possible for me so leave that out then don't get involved in all this 
social media and this chatting, haram chatting and all these things. Now, this is the 20th century. This is a technological age. How can I do without all this technology? And now I go to chat with everybody and I go to have all kinds of followers on all kinds of media and people who keep liking what I do. So everybody must know everything and whole lot of haram things carrying on. But I can't do without it. So that too is something I can't do without. But I still want to be a complete Muslim. I still want to be called a full Muslim. I still want to be regarded as a person that's a good Muslim. How can that happen? I still want to be earning the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. How can that happen? We need to bring complete Islam. Yes, we are weak. We have our faults. We have our mistakes. But that does not mean that we already decide, I can't do this, I can't do that. No. A person decides that I am going to do everything. I am going to bring my complete life onto deen. My complete life onto complete deen. In the process sometimes, I might falter. I may slip up somewhere. I may not be able to complete something in the proper manner that it was required of me because of my weakness. But I am going to try. And when I falter, when I slip up, when something doesn't go the way it should be, I will make tawbah, I will make istighfar, I'll cry to Allah Ta'ala, I'll beg His forgiveness, and I'll come back on track. So we are insan, we can slip up, anybody can make a mistake, but we will make the decision that we are going to make every effort to remain on track. We are going to make every effort to bring everything of deen into our life. Without departmentalizing deen, without now distinguishing this is on this is off no I am going to do everything so when this will be the decision we will make in our life inshallah we will see how we will progress the decision in terms of our external actions the decision in terms of our internal self rectifying our internal qualities bringing in the sifat and the qualities that are required of us in deen making the islam of our hearts removing all the evil qualities of the heart the malice the jealousy the pride the arrogance the anger and all the other various maladies of the heart making an effort to remove this and for that we are taking advice we are taking advice of somebody senior that how do I go about this process to correct myself to rectify this because if we think we are going to do it ourselves then we will not even realize how shaitan will lead us in some things that we have no idea about where we are heading and still think about ourselves as very good. Shaitan is a very crafty enemy and is somebody very very shrewd. He takes a person sometimes in a way that he thinks that he is doing good whereas that person is heading in the direction of destruction for himself. So, Shaitan is a very, very shrewd fellow. We cannot afford to take chances on our own. We will take advice, we will take guidance. Otherwise, a person might go off in the wrong direction and he's thinking he's rectifying himself. So, this is the very crucial time that we are approaching. And we need to start making our mind up correctly from now. There will be all kinds of things taking place in this December month, in the January month. There will be all kinds of fairs and bazaars and souks and whatever else. We know the environment in these places. We know the people who have gone there, came out and if you don't know then 
I'm telling you. And people come and they report, and they report not one person, two people, many people. That afterwards now, the reality strikes home. They come into realization of what they've done to themselves. The person says, I went and spent a couple of hours there, and I suddenly now am on a very low ebb of Iman. My salah used to never be missed. I've been missing Jamaat. Sometimes the salah became Qaza. I, Quran Sharif has just stopped. Why? What happened? We try to just play everything down. There's no problem with this, no problem with that. And we've got reasons and excuses of why it's fine for me to go there. So all those reasons and excuses will it stand on the day of judgment in the court of Allah Ta'ala. So this is the aspect that we need to now be very conscious about that it is obvious these environments are very very detrimental very damaging why would somebody spend a few hours there but Allah Ta'ala opened it out to him that where the fall came which place he tripped what was the thing that now brought this decline so many people realized it and they realized it very very clearly and they themselves now they are just asking how to get going again in order to know how to get going again this is what they actually want to ask but now they are giving the background the way they, where they fell so now they want some kind of direction that how do they move out of this situation and move on again so when this is something that people have fallen in this trap so many times and it has just now there is a some say that I went and came I didn't feel anything that is even more dangerous it means that now the heart has deadened Somebody said to Hazrat Hassan Basri Rahmatullah that our hearts are sleeping, meaning we don't take the advice. Our hearts are sleeping. He said, Your hearts are sleeping. I don't think so. Now, he was a person of a very high caliber. And it was perhaps some student of his, some murid of his. So now he's saying it to him in that manner so that he shocks him into realization. This person is saying, Our hearts are sleeping. He said, Not sleeping. He said, A sleeping person wakes up also person is sleeping, he'll sleep for 6 hours, 7 hours, he'll wake up then dead person doesn't wake up and you are being advised for so long and your heart is still taking no effect, you should check whether he's still alive he's probably dead now, this was meant to just shock the person, alhamdulillah if there's life, there's a chance to liven the heart if there's life then that spiritual heart there is a chance to enliven it but unfortunately while it has died spiritually meaning the strength of it has died it's gone so low and down it's like in a coma so now a person goes into the worst environments the person listens to the haram is seeing the haram all around person is doing all kinds of haram things himself and it's not even like any fly set on his nose it doesn't bite his conscience in the least because that conscience is in a state of coma it's like on life support don't even know whether the person is really around or not so that is a very very dangerous situation that a person says but I went and came some people unfortunately this is the case some people they intermingle very very casually all in sundry and they intermingling in the workplace wherever else and just carrying on very casually with everybody they say I don't know what you all talk about all this you must guard the gaze and mustn't intermingle or nothing happens to me everything is fine see the parada is in the heart 
So this is not something sounding that will sound very, very nice, but sometimes these answers are very, very useful. One student here in the madrasa, he had gone home for the holiday, and it was now Eid time. So now because of the common story in many families that there is no concept of any parda and it's all for free, everything carries on but now this youngster just started off studying, becoming an alim now so he's learning so it's bothering him so he went home now and it became it's Eid time, so the whole family is together and he's trying to stay aloof and he's also advising the others he's staying aloof meaning, staying away from the intermingling he doesn't want to get involved in that and he's in a nice way advising one to others also so one of his aunts came to him and he said you see just, just leave all this now we'll all sit together let the whole family everybody all the cousins everybody all just be one family together all sit and eat together because actually you see the parda is in the heart you're talking about this parda the parda is in the heart now who is saying this to him his own aunt is saying it to him now he's just a first year student just learning now he doesn't have all that deeper knowledge about which ayat proves what and which hadith has explained what. He's just started now. He's a couple of months. It was the Bakrid that came in. So he was barely two months started learning, but mashallah, conscious now. So now what answer does he give? Now it's a very philosophical answer. The parada is in the heart. It sounds very, very convincing also. The parada is in the heart actually. So he is now reporting back that what happened so he's saying now you see you want my all my cousins and all that we all must just sit together and eat together and everything because parda is in the heart so if parda is in the heart all should dress in their bikinis and come parda is in the heart it shocked everybody as I said it doesn't sound nice but this is a shock that is necessary sometimes and everybody kept quiet and they just let him have his way and they just told everybody else also look just, just stay away just keep the segregation now so he said it as it came to his mind Allah Ta'ala made him say it in a way that it shocked whoever was around but the reality struck home that this is just words for the sake of saying it what we have to follow is what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us what Nabi Sallallahu has taught us this is a subject on its own the importance of maintaining that parda etc but the point and the lesson here is that this is also part of that udkhulu fissilmi kafa enter into Islam fully not partly in, partly out, whatever else so all these waswasas of shaitan, we have to be far away from it, we have to be conscious of what our requirements of deen are and we make every effort, we make the decision we make the decision that I am going to stay completely onto deen, then we are insan in the process we made a mistake somewhere we slipped up, we will immediately make toba, make istighfar and we will come out of that situation but we will not beforehand make any kind of plans, any kind of decisions in our mind that I will carry on wearing this kind of clothing, I will carry on going to such places, I will carry on doing these kind of wrong things. Then we are far, far away from this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Ya ayyuhalladina We need to fully comply with the commands of Allah wa Taala. Then we are complete Muslims, and then we can hope for the. رحمت الله تعالى to descend upon us may Allah تبارك وتعالى give us all the توفيق وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله 
اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسابق معين والحمد لله رب